again, this is Bill. This is Jody. They just moved up from California. And, you know, they're, I'm just talking about their experiences of being up here so far. And yeah, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to throw that into the comments section. Um, but yeah, really quickly here, let's get to this question. Um, did y'all really have any misgivings kind of that y'all had to overcome before making the big decision to move up here? Misgivings such as. I guess you guys didn't have any misgivings. No. <laughs> <laughs> think so yeah we kind of jumped into it knowing what we were going yeah. for or what we were getting we had traveled around to a lot of different places making sure that wherever was on our list to move to that we kind of explored it and yeah thought it through and checked all the different seasons and, and all of that so no not really outstanding now we did have a question that came in a little bit earlier here that i think is actually pretty good here so coming in from A-Link, so what factors went into your decision about where to live in Alaska? Mm, that's a good question. That is. Yeah. So my number one was my kids. I wanted to make sure that wherever we moved to, it had um, all the activities and the things that my kids loved and enjoyed and that could nurture them through childhood and their upbringing. And so that was very important. They did a lot of sporting activities back home, and um, I wanted to make sure where we moved that didn't get lost. Um, so the kids and their lifestyle was a huge, a huge factor in deciding where we moved. Um, beauty was a huge factor in deciding where we moved. I had always said I didn't want to relocate <laughs> unless it was breathtaking. And so when we traveled around trying to find that where we ended up, just it took our breath away every single time we visited. So that was also a big factor in, in our decision process too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got another question in here real quick. We'll go ahead and get to. So what was your plan regarding how much stuff you know, furniture, stuff like that to move up versus buy again once you got there? That's a good oh, question. Very good question. Just right out of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's expensive to move. That's that's the, the start. No matter which way you do it, you're going to either spend, what we've learned is you either spend the money paying for someone to ship it or you spend the money buying it here. Mm -hmm. And if you want, I think a lot of it, we end up, we end up filtering through our home of, what we wanted to keep and then stuff we could part with we parted with and mm -hmm. have been solely trying to re-get while we've been up here yeah we also kind of went online too and we kind of got an estimate uh well we knew kind of what it would cost to ship stuff based on our bedroom size mm -hmm. but we also kind of got an estimate with the poundage and how mm -hmm. much per pound it would cost so we would like our couch we would look at our couch kind of get an estimate of how mm -hmm. much that weighed we could do the math with what it would cost to ship up yeah. and then we would go on local furniture stores around the area and get a price of what it would cost for a brand new couch and then we weighed the difference out with that right. so we filtered through and were able to keep sentimentals and then kind of decipher if it was cheaper going this way or that and that's that's a really good point so there really is no like across the entire board it's cheaper mm -hmm. to do this versus that it's really item by item yeah absolutely when we came to furniture it was actually cheaper to keep our mm -hmm. couches than it was to purchase them up here it was much more expensive so we ended up shipping that but like our fridge or washer and dryer it was much more it was a better idea to go ahead and sell those and then purchase new when we got up here but it was also really important too to just filter through all your stuff mm -hmm. like i had so many extra little hand tools that weighed so much and just mm -hmm. going through it and just getting rid of the small stuff you realize you accumulated over the years yeah. yeah i mean really moving for a lot of people is just so liberating because mm -hmm. yeah. you get to like suddenly prioritize again what's important what's not yeah. oh yeah <laughs> absolutely it yeah. definitely we had our, our pile was really big of what was important that we were going to bring. And as we got closer, it really dwindled down and we kind of really were able to have a good fresh start. Yeah. yeah it's like, you know, this is, there's important stuff. And then there's, you know, actual yeah. important oh, yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. the stuff that's important enough to bring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remind me again, did you guys drive the Alcan or did you fly up? We we flew. Flew. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we flew that's, up. that's what mm -hmm. I remembered. And a lot of it hindered on 
uh, being able to bring firearms. Didn't want to jump through all that hassle, so we, we flew. Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, we've had people on before to kind of talk about the firearms, getting yeah. across mm -hmm. the border, you can, but, I mean, all depends. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to risk that. Depends <laughs> on the collection, yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. So we've already talked about this one a little bit, but how did y'all go about preparing for the move? So we've talked about kind of prioritizing things a little bit and you know, kind of chopping things out. Mm -hmm. uh, what were some other things you guys did to um, kind of prepare for making that jump? We made sure to come up and visit through all different seasons. And when we did come up, we threw the kids into extracurricular activities mm -hmm. that we knew that they liked and to see how they responded and how they felt. And so when it was time to move, we kind of had a good idea of what we were going into. And then after that, I was just having lots of conversations with the kids on what to kind of prepare and also learning how to be flexible with the ups and the downs because not everything with moving is exciting. <laughs> and so we kind of had just lots of conversations and lots of just filtering through our stuff. And yeah, yeah. that's that's a really interesting point because, you know, a lot of people that uh, they come on, you they don't necessarily have younger kids. I have mm -hmm. a couple, but. You know, you guys do have, um, well, I have people who come up and their kids are like babies and I uh -huh. have others whose kids are like, you know, teenagers. The uh -huh. conversations are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what do those conversations look like when you're trying to, I guess, coach the kids and uh, what to expect on the move and, yeah. you know, try to give them an idea what to, what's going to be coming? They actually handle it very well. Yeah, they um, did very well with it. As a mom, she does the conversations a lot better than I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think at this point, though, they were very, they were eager too from listening to us and being around us and just as a family, they were, they were ready to go. So there wasn't any any coaxing. Mm -hmm. to there was a lot of conversations of they've been to Alaska, but they've never lived in the cold. And we have twins; they're ten. And so it was a lot of, let's talk about the good mm -hmm. about California and let's talk about the not so good of why we want to move. Let's talk about the good of Alaska and let's talk about some of the difficulties that we're going to experience and how can we roll through some of those difficulties. The winters are long. Right. The winters are cold. What can we do to kind of combat that so that we're not afraid of the winters, but instead we kind of have a plan going into it. We also talked about how we make friends up here and mm -hmm. where we can get plugged into and so it was just a lot of those basic conversations to get their minds turning and their emotions out so that they felt very grounded to also move. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so important. Yeah. I mean, I was a military brat growing up. So, I mean, I first couple of times like that was so disorienting yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure my parents talked to me about it before, but don't remember it. So, <laughs> so yeah, really glad you guys had that conversation because it's 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 very disorienting as a kid, especially if you're someone who like needs that that constant structure and yeah. and schedule. So Absolutely. that's that's huge. And also getting them involved in the move so that they didn't feel like they were floating through it. Like, mm -hmm. here's a box. Pick the things you want through the room that you want to keep, yeah. things that you want to donate. Mm. So making sure that they're a part of the move and involved in it. We even had them have their own little suitcase yep. so that it was a team approach and they didn't feel kind of floating. Yeah. Man, yeah. I, oh, go ahead. And they were also part of the, the searching process, too. When mm -hmm. we go to places like, hey, could you imagine living here? that. We went to some places like, well, there wasn't anything really for our age. They right. could feel that. And mm -hmm. so, okay, if they don't feel it, we don't feel it, then it went off the Yeah. That's that's huge. So it's not just <laughs> mom and dad are moving and we're allowed to come along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we definitely wanted it to yeah. be more of like a, a whole decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's huge. No, I I think that's awesome. So let's see real quick here. So got a question coming in from Mr. Thomas Fry. Any upgrades, modifications to your vehicles for the winter? Man, we were just talking about <laughs> we, this today. Uh, yeah. We were. <laughs> I, I actually shot Jamin a text about three hours yeah. ago uh -huh. asking about studded tires and if that's something that he does because it's we're starting to go to the season where um, we got our first frost and so it's getting a little colder. It's in the upper 30s at night. Um, as far as that, um, we're looking at putting studs, studded tires on our minivan that we have mm -hmm. um, and then running all all season tires 
uh, all season winter tires, I think it is, um, on our truck, which is four wheel drive. Um, and then the truck came with the heater block, which I still have to figure that out. So, right. and parking the car in the garage. That's yes. we've had since yeah. the move, we've had to slow, slowly have gone through the garage to make room to fit the van in there. Mm-hmm. So that she's comfortable to get in and out with the kids. And yeah. we were all able to. Yeah. yeah. Having that, having that garage you can park in during the winter time, like such a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And that was something when we were up here in October last year, well, Oh man, um, when we were first started looking at it, it was October, and right. we stayed at a place, an Airbnb, and we the first night we did not park in the garage, and that we're like, this is kind of mm-hmm. not the best, and so we're like, oh, we have a garage, we parked in it. That made we had to have, yeah, a garage. We kind of stumbled across it because that first night we're like, ah, we don't need to park in there. This isn't our house, isn't Airbnb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we went out the next morning, got in, and oh, our fingers, our toes, mm-hmm. we could see our breath. We're like let's try tonight to park in the garage. And it was so much more beneficial. And so that was a helped us decide on what kind of a house we wanted also that make sure it had a garage and we could park in it. Which yeah. we actually looked at a house with you mm-hmm. that yeah. did not have a garage. We're like, yeah, what's the deal? It's we not that big. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, right around yeah. like January, February. Uh-huh. It's it's a big deal. You figure yeah. it out. <laughs> it's a really big deal. So real quick, how long did you guys stay here? Like when you're doing your your trips and like staying in the Airbnbs for those mm-hmm. like a couple of nights? I remember them being like at least a week. Oh, what I remember. Yeah. 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 We'd come up a handful of times in the stum- summertime, like yeah. several summers back to back just mm-hmm. to kind of visit family down in Seward. And so with Wasilla, we came up for about a week here in the summer. Yeah. We came out a week in the fall and then a week right there at the end of December and January. Mm-hmm. To kind of test out the different seasons and yeah glad we did that too yeah like, that, that it really showed mm-hmm. it was eye-opening to it you got to see the the different changes in the lighting mm-hmm. too which is dramatic yeah i mean that's that's something i don't think a whole lot of people fully appreciate till they get here you've got the temperature yes mm-hmm. change there but really it's it's the the sunlight or lack thereof yeah it starts yeah. to get to you yeah. yeah and we moved in in april so we were gaining all the light and that was also gets to you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how are you guys adjusting to like all the sunlight during the winter time or during the summertime? Cause at this point we've gone through the full summer. Yeah. So kind of done that, uh, the summer solstice thing, figured out what that's all about. So uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> we became best friends with home Depot on a whole nother level of buying mm-hmm. blinds for the windows, <laughs> like blackout, not curtains, but blackout blinds. Yeah. And once we got those in, the sun was not even a question for the most part. Yeah. Cause we started Just... off trying to save money and we did the blackout curtains, but the mm-hmm. sun figures out how to <laughs> peek through the sides yep. and the top and in between. And so I find myself often that one little crack in the curtain it was right in my face when i was trying to sleep so we ended up investing in blinds and very thankful that that we did but it was an adjustment i think that we rolled with it it was exciting because you could be up and do a lot of things because of the sunlight but i will say for the first time ever i actually am very thankful it's getting dark now because the kids are on the go. Uh, and when the yes. kids are on the go, we're on the go. And at some point I'm like, okay, I want you guys to go to bed. I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> so yeah. having a, it starting to get dark a little early yeah. kind of slows things down a little bit. And we find ourselves going to bed more normal hours. Yes. I had not even thought about that. The kids would actually like respond to the sunlight probably oh, more oh, so. Yeah. Than the, oh, I never had thought of that. This was, I mean, the first time I had experienced that. We would be ready to wind down mm-hmm. to go to bed. They're like, let's go outside and quad. Let's go outside and run around. <laughs> and they had such a hard yeah. time winding down. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night. It, yeah. you, sh- it, you should have been in bed a while ago. Mom, yeah. well, we can't sleep. <laughs> yeah, and I mean. I can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. For me, like I, I joke all the time. You can get into trouble because you're like working on your lawn till like mm-hmm. midnight, oh, or yeah. you go out on hikes. You don't realize it's eight o'clock at night yeah. when you're starting. But yeah, that's that's a good point. Okay, yeah. if you've got you got kids, expect you're going to be spending a lot of late nights yeah, in the summertime. Even with the best bedtime routines, oh, it's yeah. still it's a hard because they see it's daylight and they're like, we should still be playing. Yeah, you even get that, but mom is so light outside. Yeah. 
Remember we talked about yeah. the yeah. appearance <laughs> changes in the light, but yeah. It's, it's really 1030. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So let's, let's go and answer a couple more questions real quick here. Let's see. So let's say just overall. So how much all in do you guys think it costs to, to move to Alaska? Just kind of, um, we'll say just like a, a rough, very rough estimate. Well, um, we'll go shipping wise. Yeah. How shipping? We yeah. shipped one car and we shipped good chunk of yeah. our stuff right a three-bedroom home a three-bedroom yeah. home with garage stuff yeah. and i would say right around 30 okay 30 grand is kind yeah. of what we paid purged a lot saved a lot shipped one car mm -hmm. sold the other car yeah. um yeah. had some free tickets for our air flight yeah. there you go okay so just all in about 30k i would say yeah, yeah. and you can make you can that up, up and down. down from there yeah and that's I mean, that's obviously with like shipping just about mm -hmm. everything though. So if you like drove on the Alcan or took the ferry, it could like been different. Yeah. could be different, but again, yeah, different reasons for that. You, know, like, <laughs> you can drive your vehicle from us. We were in California, so we had an option of driving to Seattle to drop it off or just have a, you know, a truck, a take it. And so right. it could have saved some money there, but at the end of the day, like sometimes the convenience is just yes. so yeah. much better. You know, oh, completely. yeah. And so many other moving parts. Absolutely. Yeah. We kind of had to weigh out what was the better option just for the family. And even if it did cost a little bit more, it was a better option. And there are other ways that we were able to cut back. And that was our better option. Yeah. But we still found ourselves up here like, all right, going to Goodwill. That's done. We found yeah. boxes and stuff. Absolutely. Like, how did that end up with us up here? I think if we were to do it again, we could have left a good yeah. chunk even behind because what is important in california is not important in alaska yeah. and until you do that switch sometimes you don't realize that that exists yeah. that your needs are different and all that. so what what stuff do you, do you guys realize useful in california not really a necessity in alaska shorts clothes <laughs> that's a good point yeah, clothes. yeah oh, so yeah. many t-shirts oh yeah lots of clothes that you really aren't going to wear up here, but you use them all the time yeah. down there. So in your head, I'm going to use them. You get up here and we could have left probably over half our wardrobe behind if yeah. we needed to or wanted to. Because it's like, yeah, like you said, the shirts, the shorts, the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah yep. those, those extra things that you need because it's just a different lifestyle that, that's there versus here. Yeah. You can get Kitchen utensils, we left all that behind, but then we got here and moved in. And like, oh, wow, okay, how do we cook? And like, quick, quick dash to the store. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Stuff you're just not going to learn until you actually do it. Yes, absolutely. Yep. All right, so we've got a couple more questions rolling in here. So coming in from, in from Naz. So how do the kiddos like it now that you are actually in Alaska? They... They love it. Oh, they absolutely love it. They love being able to run outside, play outside. They've enjoyed the hiking and the quadding. They've enjoyed their extracurricular. Um, they've enjoyed just feeling like there's less chaos. California is very fast paced. Right. And so they definitely have enjoyed just kind of being able to not always feel like their heads are on swivels yep. and they got to watch out for all the cars racing by on our street and, They've adjusted really well. We ended up going to California to check some boxes um, in August. The whole time we were there, they were talking about, we want to go back. We're done. Like, we're thankful we moved. So getting them plugged in quickly, I think, was a huge benefit for yes. them. Yeah, making this feel at home as quick as possible, I think, really helped them adjust sooner than later. Right. And what does that conversation look like when you're getting them like introduced almost into like these new activities and these new social groups. Cause um, I feel like kids are usually pretty good mm -hmm. at kind of getting into the new social groups. Usually they do that a lot easier than most adults, yeah. but also it's very disorienting to go from one environment to a completely different one. So yeah. what did that conversation look like when you guys are just trying to introduce them into like all these activities? Yeah. Well, we homeschool them. Mm -hmm. So we homeschooled them in California and we homeschool them here. 
and homeschool opened up a lot of doors for that conversation to meet other kids. So it wasn't, it wasn't difficult. I mean, there is some difficulties in it, um, but it, it just seemed to flow naturally. Yeah. Just, Hey, we're going to try it out this homeschool event in this, at this gym or this park or whatever. And they just flew right into it and didn't yeah. look back. And I think we talked to him too, a lot about what, what hobbies would you like to do? What extracurricular activities would you like to do? And we started those conversations before we ever moved. And so then I would pull up those hobbies mm -hmm. online and I would show them pictures and videos such as gymnastics or drum lessons or parkour classes. And so they could already feel that connection. And then when we came, we had talks like, okay, how do you make friends? Like, what do we need to do to make friends? Let's go try those classes, ask names, ask different questions to kind of connect with people. And so, and I think them being twins, they're boy girl, but they still had that comfort zone a little bit to tag team and let's jump into this together. But it was, again, lots of conversation and that slow exposure. So it wasn't all or nothing overnight. That's that's a really good point. Yeah, because I mean, if you just go like straight sink or swim from like day one, that uh, mm -hmm. can be pretty yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I did not know we had parkour classes. So, <laughs> ha, so parkour ninja. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. good to know. Good to know. So I've got another question in here from Stephen Blackshear. Did y'all have jobs already, or did you find jobs? when y'all found a place to live? Great question. Yeah, that's a very good question. I, I was a police officer in California and I got medically retired. Um, so I'm still going through the recovery process of that. So a job right now is not on my, uh, on my horizon right now, just trying <laughs> to get over that. Um, I'll let you. Yeah, so I am a marriage family therapist. And I'm also a professor for um, the online psychology program at a university in the lower 48. And so I had an in-person practice, but through COVID was able to also begin telehealth practice. And so when we decided to move, it was a decision to close down the in-person and relocate up here, but I was able to continue all my clients through telehealth. And then where I teach was already an online program. So I was able to kind of just take work with me um, and just kind of get set back up up here and jump right back in. So it was a, it was a smooth transition. Um, yeah. Very thankful for that. Yeah. 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 I mean, anytime you have a position where you can work remotely, mm -hmm. I mean, that makes just that transition to Alaska so much easier. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because even if you want to move up here and then go find something else, mm -hmm. like you've got your foot in the door, you've got that that 907 area code now, yeah. like mm -hmm. you've got a mailing address, it just makes everything so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump back into our scheduled programming. So <laughs> is there anything that y'all would have done differently if you had to do the move all over again? And we've kind of talked about the kind of consolidating things yeah. down a little bit. Um, were there anything else that you think you would have done if you had it to do over again? So it sounds like you yeah. guys were very strategic yeah. about everything. I think that we've wanted to move out of California for a long yeah. time, but the doors had not opened. And so I think we've had time to kind of through vacation time mm -hmm. and not go explore with the mindset of, if we yeah. can relocate and if the doors open, where would we go? Mm. So I think when the doors finally flew open, we had enough um, exploring and we kind of had made up our mind that we jumped. And so the one thing that I can think of is just, I would have filtered through all this stuff. Yeah. I'm thankful that we came and explored through all the seasons mm -hmm. that we stayed here for at least a week on end, yeah. got the kids kind of their hands a little wet and some activities so I'm thankful for that. The only thing I think would change is I would have definitely moved with less. Yeah, that, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I know, like I made the, I made when I made the move, it was like two checked bags and a carry on. Like yeah. that's that's what I had, but a little more difficult to do when you have an actual family with a household. Oh, so yeah, just graduated oh, yeah. from grad school, so oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't have a whole lot to my name to begin with. Yeah. And we have my son who's like, I want to keep this as memory. I want to keep this as memory. And then that pile kept growing. Like 
Everything's like, our good memories, but yeah. sometimes you need memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been filtering through boxes of uh, yeah. stuffed animals recently. I think we have like 400 stuffed animals. Yeah, that feels they, like yeah, it feels like 400. <laughs> are yeah. they like beanie babies or are these like no. full on oh, stuffed some animals? Are, oh, there's Lordy. a few that are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're memories. They're and we memories. get up here and I don't need them anymore. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's worth it to help them move forward. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I think I already know the answer to this one, but lifestyle wise, how much of a change has moving made for you guys so far? Like, I mean, you mentioned you working um, online. So, I mean, that hasn't changed too much, but just the lifestyle from California to Alaska. I would say slower, but we still stay very busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pace is slower. The kids are kind of involved in their same extracurricular. I still, my job's similar. I would say the biggest lifestyle shift for us is with the weather. Yeah. So as we come up, what we used to be able to do in California, just with the shoes we wear, the pants we mm -hmm. wear, the jackets we mm -hmm. wear, we noticed that up here that it's very different. Yeah. And so in talking about lifestyle changes, we're going through just all of our clothes and like, we need to go get some warmer stuff and these gloves actually don't keep my fingers warm. Mm -hmm. We got to adjust and yeah. California, gloves. Yeah. California gloves are not Alaska gloves. No, they're California not. California <laughs> pants are not Alaska pants. Yeah. Come, come this cooler temperature all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll also say that in reverse though, because I've also taken like this Alaskan garb and like went to Florida and like Texas oh, mm -hmm. and you feel that instantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Oh, why am I dying so much? Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. So uh, let's see. Now, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's let's just do this real quick. Sorry, I jumped to that one a little quick. Now, do we balance? Like, in what ways is California better than Alaska? Because, like, I know Alaska has a lot going for it, but yeah. it's not all sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. There's some pros and there's some cons here. So, absolutely. Just to be fair to California. Okay. Give them what, some points. Give them some points. Put them. Put some points on the board for them. What do they uh, got going? Oh, for? they're they're closer. If you need to order something online, they have it shipped to you within one day. Within so one we day. have it same day actually. Same day. Yeah. With a lot of yeah. products. If you need oh, something yeah. online, such as Amazon, it's yeah. same day delivery same day. half the time. Oh, that's yep. huge. Yeah. But you have the huge warehouse next to your house, so yeah. that's the other drawback. But it, give them the profits. It's easy delivery. Yeah. You need to order furniture or. Um, a washer and dryer refrigerator mm -hmm. you go to the, the hardware store and you say hey, i want to order this they give you they give you a date here well they forget to tell you that that's a lower 48 delivery date so california you get everything so much quicker than you do here so that's right a, it's a lot much more of that instant <laughs> gratification yeah <laughs> that's a very, uh, that, that yeah. makes me laugh hearing <laughs> you guys say that oh everything's closer so it's easier to like you know buy stuff uh -huh. it's like and just before that, we're saying, yeah, we had to consolidate down a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we're moving. yeah. Okay. Everything's, everything's gelling. It's making sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's probably. That was that. Um, I think that at times there can be a little bit more to our offer going to the parkour. My son did parkour before here and you had a pick of which gym you wanted yeah. to go to. Where up here, it's like, okay, where's parkour? And then you either have to drive far in Anchorage, or right. you have to compensate and say, okay, we're going to do Ninja instead. And how can we kind of mix it? So there's not as many options, I guess, available as there would be down in California with things, even down to products that we would buy down there that don't ship right. here. So there, there's that. There's more easy, more, more easily accessible stuff yeah. down right. there. Right. But if you're willing to let go of some of the stuff and adjust and flex a little bit, then yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. Um, as far as like the, the activities for the kids, yeah. like, I mean, I know it's going to be really difficult to find like the, the same, uh, same number of total activities you can do down yeah. in California, but activities up here, they're going to be less of them, more outdoors mm -hmm. oriented, maybe a little more mm -hmm. geared to kind of the, the speed that they're going at now. Yeah. Um, are you guys having any issues like, keep them keeping them engaged with the activities or no is it uh, okay we're not <laughs> we mix it up and so i think that they don't necessarily get burned out 
um, on those are pretty hyperactive. <laughs> we just probably watched our first movie the other day, not because they're not allowed to watch movies, because they just don't sit through them. <laughs> so they're very active and they like to be on the go. And so we kind of mix it up and make sure they have a lot of different kind of options. And they never get burnt out. They just yeah. keep on going and seem to enjoy yeah. it. They've gone from going to gymnastics to, you know, homeschool PE and we've done fishing and hiking and like there's just so many things that you berry can just picking, berry picking, quadding, yeah. 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 So what do you guys think of the the homeschool scene here then? Because I mean I homeschooled here myself ah. like years and years and years ago, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what do you guys think of the homeschooling scene here? I am I am actually very impressed. Yeah where we came from in California was very taboo. And so we mm -hmm. were always the odd ones out mm -hmm. and always were, why would you do that? I need my time as, yeah. as mom. I don't want to, I wouldn't do all that. And it, it was, we were definitely felt like the outcast. And yeah. when we looked for areas to plug the kids in there, it was very limited. And so up here, I feel like everywhere we go, we ask about something and they're like, well, do you want the homeschool option or non-homeschool option? Do you yeah. want the homeschool pricing or non-homeschool? It's very more normalized. Yeah. Right. And we feel not as much as the outcast and there's activities and there's options. Mm -hmm. So it's much more, I think, easy to get plugged in um, versus down there. I felt like we're kind of fending for ourselves a little bit. Yeah. And the, the schools seem to be very helpful too. They have a lot of yeah. resources, a lot more than they did in California. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm floating along fully. Yeah, because they're uh, they're not necessarily trying to encourage you to do homeschooling down there, to, to no, say no. to say the least. No, yes. they actually <laughs> kind of go after it. Yeah. They go after charters and and all of that. So every year, some law is changing down there because they don't really support the yeah. homeschool. Yeah, trying to trying to constrict it a little yes. bit more every year. Oh, yes, completely. make it more difficult so people kind of give up a little yeah. and send kids back into the public system. So yeah, it was, it was more challenging for sure. Yeah. We did it. I'm so oh, glad yeah. we did, but I find that here it's a little easier and it's not as stressful. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean like Alaska is so supportive of homeschooling. Like I remember back in the day where I can't remember how much it was, but the state would actually give like the households, like a certain amount of money per mm -hmm. student. Mm -hmm. And they were pretty lenient on like what, yeah. what you could spend it on. I mean, almost too lenient. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Where some people were abusing the system. I'm not gonna name names, but some people were abusing the system and going out and buying like couches and be like, well, we do our uh -huh. we do our uh -huh. readings on the couch. It's uh -huh. like, oh uh -huh. no. Yes. So yeah, they they started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. they they have started cracking yep. down on that, which yeah. is probably good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it's nice that it's a little more lenient. I agree mm -hmm. with that because in California it was oh you, so you, yeah yo. i'm so itemized so picky it's like i need paper well, how many pieces of paper do you need well i could use a whole box that'd be great well how many pages do you need 954 pages okay like we're here they're like yeah just just send us a receipt for yeah. what you buy it's kind of a little more trusting a little more willing to help you out with yeah them. and they also do something more like if it's not an approved vendor then you can pay for it and then submit the receipt yourself and get reimbursed mm. but that's not heard of down there in california yeah. so it was only what was on the vendor list which a lot of the things were expired dated not in your area all of that we're here there's a lot more of that flexibility if it's not on the vendor list that's okay here you go you can go and do this activity or this art class and then just submit it to the school and get reimbursed which was it's nice. It takes so, the, the headache off. Yeah, so much easier. Yeah, way easier. And it allows the kids to have a broader experience mm -hmm. of things versus sitting in this cookie cutter box that they were in California with it. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the other nice thing about that is, uh, I mean, you as the teacher, as the parent, like mm -hmm. you're able to actually put more attention into the kids instead mm -hmm. of fighting the bureaucrats and figuring out how many exact pieces of paper yep. you need to request. Oh, uh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what did you guys think of the, the houses when you got up here? Because I know California houses, Alaska houses, there might be more similarities. I think most people would think. Yeah. Um, but were there any differences in the houses that were 
a little little different. Uh, crawl spaces. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the biggest one. Still have not made it fully into our crawl space. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I put my head down there and I was like, oh, it's overwhelming today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's full of water. It's okay. <laughs> Which actually our neighbors filled up with water. Um, I guess they were gone. The snow melted. Somehow it yeah. got in there and filled yeah. it up. We kept, we were so curious. We kept walking by their house and they had a garden hose running out to the street basically and just got really? that sump pump running. And, yeah. yeah. I thought it was their water, but they were draining a water bed or something. But it was out there for like a week or two. Yeah. Straight. We instantly became terrified, ran home, looked in our crawl space. <laughs> it's <laughs> like. Bats. Who's going down there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Through the kids. and <laughs> It's like it made a cannonball sound. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to close up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call our realtor up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was totally like that. <laughs> Crawl spaces for sure. Yeah. Garages. Heated garages. Heated garages. Mm, yes. Yeah. Which I didn't understand that. And then already I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I walk out there take the trash out. It's in the garage. It's like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. Well, that too. And like, I, I just, I'm not a mechanic, but I just feel like if you have a car in like 50, 55 degrees in a heated garage, I feel like the mechanics of it are going to last longer than if it's outside oh. in negative 10. Yeah. I, so I totally agree Oh, with yeah. That. I remember being a kid and you couldn't even get the key in the door to turn it. So if that happens to a key, what happens to the rest of it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've got the garages, crawl spaces. Well and septic. Yeah. That was new to us. We've always been on city water and yeah. city septic or city city water and city sewage. And that's a whole new thing. Like we've got pipes coming out of the front yard of not sure what they're for. And so we had to learn all that and make some phone calls and, you know, what you can do, what you can't do. So, right. which I'm sure there's a lot of people, a whole bunch of people know how to use it, but I was coming from California and where we lived in California, didn't have to deal with that. Exactly. So, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of a little bit on the crawl space. Um, have you guys swapped out, uh, do you guys have any water filters? We do. Place? Okay. Is that like down the crawl space or is that in the garage? Oh, that's so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's in the crawl space. Um, I did not think at first that I needed to replace the filter. No. It was like probably about a year and a half, two years worth on that filter. It looked like filter looked like a corn dog. <laughs> like oh, it was wow. so nasty, but I, I it went down in the crawl space, like uh, swapped it out. And this is just recently. I'm thinking about this because we're talking about crawl spaces, but like the piping like came out of the water main. Oh. And I just had like the water main just gushing into oh, the crawl space no. oh. <laughs> for like a solid like three minutes or so before oh. I could like get the well shut off. Shut off. Oh. <laughs> oh no. That's so, so yeah, try to avoid that. I so guess that's what I'm saying. Don't change the filters, what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, be safe. Be safe. Don't change out the filters. I didn't die before then. Definitely makes us think one of us is going down very Oh, soon. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know the crawling. filters are in the uh, the garage, but I do know I got to get down there for the uh, uh, the air filters are in there. Oh, so I yeah. I got to go down there and change those out. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to gonna make a pilgrimage for that. Yeah. But. I mean, really, for the crawl space, a good way to like try to make sure it stays as dry as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, number one, gutters, that helps. Mm -hmm. But probably the biggest thing to do is just every year during the breakup with all the snow, like as soon as it looks like it's going to start melting soon, take the shovel, snow blower, and move all the snow about 10 feet plus away uh, from the side of the house. Because okay. that snow melts and the water in the ground's got to go somewhere. somewhere. That makes sense. Yeah. Interesting, which maybe that's why our, our um, crawl space didn't have any issues this yeah. year. So he was so excited <laughs> to kind of start a garden that he's like, how can I make this snow melt faster? <laughs> he's like, maybe if I shovel it. So he gets out there and moves, starts right. at our house, starts moving past and all the way around the yeah. house to hopefully melt oh, yeah. the snow. And it worked, it, worked. You, uh, it also helped the crawl space. Yeah. Yes. You, uh, you looked like a pro right from day one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, they said they were from California. Man, <laughs> acting like they know what's up. <laughs> I watched a lot of videos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got a couple questions here real quick. Uh, coming in from Thomas. Specialty items you wish you would have brought with you. 
the kids. I mean, those <laughs> <laughs> specialty items that we wish we would have brought. Uh, I wish we would have brought just some basic kitchen stuff so we weren't like scrambling there. Yeah. But the other side of that, though, is we wouldn't have been scrambling, but our stuff didn't show oh, up until true. almost three weeks after we moved into the house. So Because it had arrived, yes. but it was at the port, and they yeah. didn't have anyone to bring it to our house. Mm. So it was, and so it's hard to go and buy new things mm -hmm. when we know that it was right there, right there, right there in the port. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we we got there, we have, we have nothing in our house. We're like, well, what do we do? So that was paint. So we started painting, and I was like, I can't reach that top of the roof, but I have a ladder at the port. I'm not going to go buy a ladder just to paint. Ugh. So for a while there, the top of our living room did not get painted. So, yeah. You guys are so much better people than most other people. They would have just been like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to just go get this ladder, keep the receipt. Because <laughs> we could have done that. Yeah, <laughs> it's still not painted because then by the time our stuff came and we unpacked, it was summertime. We're like, we're outside. That'll be a winter project. Winter project. <laughs> But specialty but, items? Yeah. Uh, no. I've. Blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a sports car that would have been fun to have, but that just <laughs> wasn't practical to bring it up here. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. No, I no. don't think that we left anything behind that we wished we would have. We kind of bought new, like the big items in the household yeah. when we got up here. Yeah. Kind of just kept more of the keepsakes stuff right yeah okay um, good deal so i got another question in here from mr a link um, and this is something you guys can actually talk about um, i don't get to talk about this too much but crime rates in alaska can be a consideration prior to moving and picking a location was this part of your research do you feel safe where you are um, any other insights on this topic that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, and yes again. And yes again. <laughs> um, the crime rates were a big thing with us. Um, did a lot of research into it, contacted um, the uh, Wasilla Police Department, contacted the Palmer Police Department, the state troopers, um, and then did our own statistics and looked at it and doing all of our driving around and yeah. looking into it and as far as the statistics they're skewed in a sense just because of population levels and crimes it is it does look more worse than it is um compared to where we lived yeah um it was definitely worse and we lived in a nice, nice suburb nice mm -hmm. area but you could feel the crime was coming in and nothing you could do about it mm -hmm. um but to answer the question as far as do we feel safe Oh, completely. Oh, I feel uh, a thousand percent more safe in our home here than I ever did in California, anywhere I lived in California. Um, yeah. yeah. And those are big conversations we had with the kids, too, yeah. because without having conversations, I could tell that my kids were kind of being affected with things that they were seeing mm -hmm. around in California. So when I would see that, it kind of like we would start having conversations and we would come up here having that, like, how do you feel? Do you feel safe? What feels not safe? What does feel safe? And so we would talk about that and just watching their behaviors and mannerisms shift when being up here. Um, I can tell that they feel so much oh, more yeah. safe, but we made sure to, to really kind of investigate that yeah. by making phone calls, houses we were looking at, mm -hmm. we drive by during the day, we drive by at nighttime yeah. just to scope out the different population in the area between day and yeah. night. And yeah. he contacted local authorities yeah. to kind of ask a lot of questions before we oh, moved yeah. about different areas. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's such an incredible advantage too, because just with being a law enforcement officer yourself, mm -hmm. like yeah. you can kind of talk shop with them yeah. mm -hmm. a little bit. Oh, you yeah. probably read between the lines a lot better than most other people can. <laughs> yeah. And that was something where we lived. It was, like I said, it was a suburb community, you know, and, homeowners association kept every every house the same color every grass trim and you know no junk in your yard and you come here and you can paint your house whatever color you want you don't have to mow your lawn if you want to throw a car in your front yard for xyz reason you can and by if you just look at it straight at, at the front you, you coming from where we were at you might think that that's not the best 
um, neighborhood. Mm -hmm. it, could be, it could be yeah. confusing, but once you stop and look at all the situations, it's normal. It's a lifestyle. You, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, depending on kind of that area. Yeah. Yeah. I not was to say there's. It was almost learning like a new language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On some levels of just understanding the culture up here, mm -hmm. and then him being able to kind of communicate with the law enforcement. It was. It was. Yeah. It was different, but. And not saying there's no crime. There is yeah, definitely no. crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is. I feel like most of our crime in the state is concentrated to a pretty small yeah. part of yeah. a certain city. A certain city. Uh -huh. <laughs> that direction. <laughs> Didn't come from me. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's really the uh, a big thing because I mean it, I'm glad you mentioned that if you do anything with proportions with Alaska, oh, it's. it's it's unusable. Yeah. yeah. And that is something going into it too. I kept hearing that and then doing my own research, I really did find that to be completely accurate. Yeah. Cause when we checked and looked at stats and stuff like that, we kind of got really discouraged at first because it made it look almost higher. And so we kind of thought maybe we were going towards the wrong direction yeah. and it wasn't until he did his research and really had those conversations that you kind of had a better understanding of what we were looking at. And like the population of the Matsu Valley, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, was the whole valley was the equivalency of kind of the county that we lived in, but the same amount of population live in one town. Yeah. Right. So it really <laughs> <laughs> just one person acting a fool can throw everything. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and a lot of the crime too that we, I, in my research, figured out was a lot of, um, what would you call it, like family member crime? I'm going to yeah. go over to my cousin's house. I'm going to mm. steal his car because, well, he owed it to me in a trade that we did, you know. And so it's small family yeah. crime. It's right. not a widespread home invasion like we were experiencing, we were experiencing yeah. down there. Yeah, no, that's that's huge. All right. Got another question here from Seattle uh, Crime Gal. So uh, do you feel accepted as a retired law enforcement officer up in Alaska compared to California? We are very discreet about it here in Washington, just as we were in California before we retired. Uh, That's a great question. Mm -hmm. Oh, com completely. Um, in California, you don't, nothing has a thin blue line. You don't tell anyone you're a cop. Mm -hmm. You don't mention it all. The kids, everyone's tight lipped about it. Yeah. And oh, come yeah. here. Oh, That's yeah. Crazy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Even the kids yeah. knew, like, you just, oh, yeah. you got to be careful with how, yeah. what you say. Yep. Because you're not safe. You instantly have a target on your back yep. when you're a law enforcement family, feels like. Oh, yeah. And then just driving to and from work, you were a target. Gotten mm -hmm. followed, you know, a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And here, you know, I have, you know, I mentioned to so many people. You still kind of keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You more keep your mouth shut about being from California than you do about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> then, then being law enforcement, people are very accepting of it here. and uh, Appreciative, too. Very. Like, even though he's he's now medically retired, like he gets a lot of still appreciation. Mm -hmm. Thank you for what you've done, and no yeah. judgment really at all. Don't feel like you have a target on your yeah. back. It's been very. Don't feel warm. like you have to explain yourself. Yeah, no, not no. at all. And very pro-military too here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can really kind of vouch for that too. Like my dad's um, you know, retired Air Force, and I mean, it's really that appreciation from the community. Mm -hmm. I think was. Uh, one of the things that made him want to come back here and retire yeah. too. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I know it's very friendly towards uh, law enforcement, um, mm -hmm. you know, people in that vein as well, firefighters. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, by and large, we have a, a pretty grateful community. So. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and they're very and supportive of firearms too. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's another big one. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> that is another big one. Yeah, uh, we were talking about before we got started, but. Um, Usually up here in Alaska, if you hear a gun firing off, it's usually not a concern. Now, if you start hearing like responding fire, like <laughs> might want to look into that. But for the most part, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. So, um, so folks, we've got about another, we'll say about 10, 15 minutes or so here. So we're going to treat this as kind of our final call. If you have um, any further questions, concerns, objections, feel free to throw those in the comment section. 
I'll have a couple more uh, planned questions and we'll go and finish up with um, anything else that you guys would like to like to discuss in the comments section. All right, so let's do this one real quick. And this might be uh, this might be a little too easy for you guys, but <laughs> has Alaska lived up to your expectations so far? Not at all. Oh, horrible! Place. <laughs> <laughs> what a dump! <laughs> Got a ton of room here. Back to <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd say yes, a thousand times over. Um, everything that we've seen here has just been amazing. Uh, it's even just driving here today. It's like, wow, look at that mountain. Where'd that one come from? There's a new mountain. It's covering snow. It's a new mountain. It's melted. The views are just amazing. Yeah. Like the, we've gone fishing in the Kenai and mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, it's there. You, it's endless. So the expectation was to be beautiful and yeah. amazing. And mm -hmm. it definitely is that. Oh yeah. There's not a day that goes by that he's not like that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> the day versus the mountain yesterday. <laughs> I think that's one thing that is really uh, what's it refreshing yeah. is the changes of the seasons and because mm. there's change we yeah. like change yeah. and so it was nice you have this for x amount of months and then it turns to this and turns to this and i think every day he's like look at the tree today yeah. look at the leaves are a different color <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so it's definitely lived up to our expectations yeah. it there are learning curves for sure but if you go Pros and cons the pros completely outweigh the cons for us yeah our leaves never changed colors in california no. Nope. They would green, fall off, and sticks for another six months, and then they'd yeah. pop back up. Yeah. Or if they even lost their leaves. So, yeah. in here, it's so pretty outside with all the different. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I bet, imagine one big part of that too is you guys had really realistic expectations yes. going into it. Yeah. I mean, just from having spent time in the Airbnbs, come like, doing the work yes showing oh, yeah. up ahead of time yeah. and yeah. getting a feel for the areas yeah just, absolutely if you were to just kind of say hey i'm moving to alaska today and you come up here you'll probably be you know knocked on your heels quite a bit yeah yeah you know. throw a dart at the board on yeah exactly <laughs> where in the state you're going to go to yeah <laughs> yeah because that's the other thing like a, i don't think i mean you guys really understand this now but there is such a difference between the different parts yeah. of alaska oh yeah it's like you think just alaska is alaska but no it's difference between like, I don't know, Tennessee and North Carolina, yeah. Louisiana, like it's just that big of a state. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, that really hit home with us too. Mm -hmm. Just when we went down to the Kenai Peninsula and drove across it, yeah. we went one direction here and one direction there. And you could really see the different train and just kind of the different yeah. lifestyles just based on where you were living. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of eye opening the summer to us too. Yeah. And I remember you saying it once in one of your videos was people don't realize how far it is like plan where you're going to go plan to be prepared for it because what you might think is i'm going to take a drive to this town is not the same as doing a little 48 it's like yeah it's going to be a four-hour drive to get that town even though it's that far away on the map <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's like i went and visited um visited like west palm beach down in florida just a bit ago and it just it really surprised me just how porous those boundaries were between the towns like you didn't yeah. even realize you're, oh, you just passed over like two or three towns yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that would have been like a, a hour hour and a half commitment if i were in alaska yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah same as in california you just drive through 10 towns not even realizing it yeah yeah outstanding so let's do this real quick um i do have uh, you know what I have a pros and cons question here, but we're actually going to just go straight to this question here and answer it there. So coming in from Karma and the Phoenix, um, that was fantastic. Alaska has lived up to your expectations. Is there anything you don't like about Alaska? If I don't find the right winter clothing, <laughs> <laughs> body may be a little angry. <laughs> so I'm officially, as soon as I felt that fall crisp on the air or in the air, I have been actively researching different clothing to keep my body 
warm. Yeah. That is a huge thing for, for me. So yeah. I will let you know. After yeah. the <laughs> it really turns into like a high level, like energy yeah. urgency real quick oh, yeah. <laughs> when the yeah. weather starts turning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a, I like everything Like there's, yeah. I mean, I wish that, I think I wish more fish would have ended up on my fishing line yeah. and in my freezer. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> beginner's not luck. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's where you got dip netting next year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I don't mess that up. <laughs> hey, it's okay, buddy. You're good at other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I did have this question that came in from Costa16 earlier. Uh, let's see. Got a lot of good questions here, but let's go ahead and get to this one here at the bottom. Do you see Alaska as the place you guys will be forever, or is this going to be more the um, like the five year kind of a, kind of a location for you guys? I think for me, it's going to be forever. I think as the kids get older, um, she's <laughs> going to find herself wanting to be, well, around. be around the kids. Yeah. So as of now. It's forever, but as the kids get older, that may be a change. So we've got 10 years or so yeah. before that question pops up anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. For him, this would be the forever place. And right. for me, if the kids continue to find this their forever place, then this is my forever place. If they decide they want to relocate somewhere, then they may have a tag along. <laughs> We're going to be having some trips <laughs> together. We're bouncing back and forth, but it's not because... We don't feel Alaska is the fit. It's yeah. just kids. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it's really kind of that phase in life, too. Absolutely. That kind of goes into it. Like, I mean, sometimes it's just, I mean, that's why our population is like so transitory, mm -hmm. is because, I mean, it's kind of those phases of life that you're in with Alaska. It's a very specific mm -hmm. kind of a state. No, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd pick on some states and just say, yeah, this is just your. A whatever state, but have <laughs> <laughs> to be very intentional about getting to Alaska. So yes. All right. So we've got some great questions coming in here, guys. Let me go ahead and get to these real quick. Oh, well, you know what? I'm just gonna read this one real quick. So from Seattle Crime Gal, I'm happy for you and your family. I wish we would have made the move when our kids were young as we homeschooled as well. And coming in from Naz again, how have you prepared yourselves for the winter in Alaska? I mean, besides, you know, kind of doing those that shopping and <laughs> yeah. yeah, getting buying the cold weather gear, you know, yeah. uh, a raincoat's not so much here, so much outside, but getting the thicker coats and yeah. pants and yeah. Well, actually, I would actually say the the raincoat. Is actually going to do more good than you would think. Mm -hmm. So if you can get something that's, well, I guess not necessarily raincoat, but something that just like does not breathe at all. Mm. Like it can be like a $50, $20 like raincoat from like Walmart. And if you have some layers under that, like the wind can get through that. Oh. And that's really what can like drop your temperature down okay. really quick. So learning. Yep. So that's, yeah. that's a good way to do it. I can tell you how to live in 115 degrees. Every <laughs> Since winter, things a little different. <laughs> also making sure that we're kind of just stocked up on food. We're expecting, yeah. whether it happens or not, we're expecting power to go out. Yeah. So kind of making sure we've kind of planned, like, if power to go out for a handful of days. Because when we were up here mm -hmm. in yeah. December, January, everyone around was saying that the power had gone out for several days on end, yeah. we had been told. So we kind of kept that in our brain. Like, how can we prepare for that? Food-wise, warmth-wise. Emergency preparedness stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Extracurricular activity. Like, I grew up in Seward, and so I know kind of how winters can get if you don't have events to go to or things to do. So we are planning to hopefully invest in a snow machine and make sure the kids have warm winter clothes <laughs> so we can get out and enjoy the outdoors, not just stay cooped up. So we're already, as soon as we felt that crisp in the air, we're like, Let's get going. <laughs> it's time. It's, it's time. time. <laughs> like I said, it's a certain urgency that just hits you. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Outstanding. All right. Let's see here. Oh, this is a good one. So coming in from Michael, how do real estate prices compare between the two states? How do you find the tax situation? Mm. Ooh. 
Well, uh, homes, well, when we bought our home, um, I felt like homes were more affordable. I want to say that word. Um, so apple to apple kind of more affordable here. Yeah. Um, with not having um, income tax here, mm -hmm. that's more helpful. Um, you got, I think you would have a, we could get a good size home yeah. there, but it would be very expensive with no land. No land. Here we can get a house that fits our family well, but we have land. Yeah. So yeah. That doesn't have a train run through the backyard. Does not have a train run through the backyard. <laughs> yeah. So. Don't miss the train. <laughs> I think on some levels, our houses were kind of similar mm -hmm. in cost, but we gave up square foot for land. land. Right. And, and neighbors was... and the neighbors are not literally 10 feet away. Uh, yeah. You, know, it's, mm -hmm. you actually have some space yeah. to work with. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, as far as like some other thing, I mean, obviously the prices in Alaska for the most part are usually going to be lower than what you're going to find in California. Um, I mean, I can speak i guess for the market a little bit i don't yeah. know what the market's like down there but just the options are just not a whole lot mm -hmm. yeah no <laughs> it's and everything's cookie cutter down there mm -hmm. that's yeah. the downside and it's gone up too so yeah we, i looked the other day just for fun and it's gone up there and so i have some friends that are looking at buying houses there and they don't even know how they can get their foot in the door mm -hmm. because the prices have jumped a lot yeah, and what I'm afraid of is, I mean, there's, I made a video on this, so you guys can look forward to that. But I made a video on what happens if COVID returns. Can't and, say that. Yeah, well, poof, mm. what happens if it returns? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the concern would be if they do the same thing they did before and, like, mm. drop the interest rates, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath oh, yeah. in the real estate market. Oh. Because, I mean, it shot up before, and that's when the inventory was not like a third or a quarter of what the inventory was now. Hmm. So way less inventory, way more demand. So we're hoping that doesn't happen. I know it sounds counterintuitive, a real estate agent saying, I hope interest <laughs> rates don't go down a whole lot. But, yeah, that's a, that's a scary thought. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, not as many options up here in Alaska, as I think you're going to find in California. And I will say, luckily for for the um, uh, Matsu Valley, more options here in the valley than there are in Anchorage. Yeah, I, I would believe that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was something I was looking at just the other day doing the, the market updates. I think it was like 540 homes in the Matsu hmm. versus, I think it was like 380 or something like that for yeah. Anchorage. Yeah. So, yeah. More options, but I mean, obviously, the Matsu is enormous, yeah. enormous yeah. piece of land. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot. <clears throat> All right. So let's got just a couple more here. Oh, that's a good one. So coming in from Christina Johnson. Hello. Have you been able to connect with other parents and adults in the community? We've uh, kind of talked about the, the kids connecting with community and everything, but um, have you guys been able to, to find like a community for yourselves to really plug into and really kind of engage with? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I find it, it's been a little bit more challenging, I think, for us. I think a lot of our energy has been towards making sure the kids are plugged in. Um, I have my community right here. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel yeah. like we entertain pretty, a lot. We're always laughing. And pretty self-contained. Yeah. yeah. But I do think that, you know, we've jumped into to church and trying to get our feet wet there. We um, kind of have connected with some people at the kids extracurricular, mm -hmm. trying to get to learn and get to know other people, other parents there. So we have neighbors kind of dabbled a little bit with getting feet wet in that area, but have not jumped fully in and met a good core group of people quite yet. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I will say it, it's, um, it's probably more challenging in Alaska than what you would find in other places mm -hmm. just because it's so transitory. Yeah. Everybody's in a room. It's like their first year or their second year. Yeah. And they just assume everyone else has been there forever. Yeah. But yeah, everyone's like 
fresh off the boat pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that, that definitely does happen. I hadn't yeah. thought about that, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, there's lots of activities and stuff you can plug into. But, yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's way easier when you're a kid to just plug into groups and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think so, too. And I think because I, we feel a little spread thin at times, we kind of get on the back burner. And we're like, well, we're good. We're yeah. good. We're, we're, we're good. We're here. We can laugh. We can have fun. We can do everything. But and so getting the kids going. And I think by the time we have that moment to possibly do it, sometimes we're just tired. We're tired. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think get it. One thing we're noticing is the longer we've been here, we feel like we're starting to get that rhythm down. Yeah. And then now transitioning from summer to winter, it's finding the rhythm and we're noticing a little bit of a slower pace, like we're getting the groove. So hopefully we'll be able to kind of jump in somewhere, but until then yeah. you get to still make me laugh. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a best friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's got your ride or die. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. All right. Well, I think that's, that's all our questions here. So uh, Bill and Jody, I do really appreciate you all coming on to kind of share your experience yeah. and, uh, what it's been like for you guys living up here so far and kind of giving your insights. Um, everyone else, thank you very much for um, all your, your questions and, um, you know, really engaging. That really does um, help you out, but it does help everyone else out later who's also viewing this as well. So um, do really appreciate y'all and thanks for watching and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>